When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What are you chat about? What you chat about? What you chat about? My name is Aidan James Christopher Lawrence Phelan, 49. I'm a hairdresser. Fantastic. And how did you start? How did you get into hairdressing? Mad little journey. Um, I was living in Manchester yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. And then this is very embarrassing, but I always heard of the West End and the East End. Yeah. So I in end, Manchester and in London. It, you know, when you live up north, you yeah. always hear West End. Yeah, yeah, the West End. The, you know, the East End. Yeah. So I got a train to South End. <laughs> Young man off the young man off camera here is the coolest cat I've seen in a long time is laughing and justified. So AD Phelan here, Mr. Creative, ended up in South End on Sea. I wasn't expecting that. So I got off at York Road bus station and I sent I seen a young cat and I said, Do you know where Big Ben is? He went He went about about 40 miles up that way, mate. So that's how I ended up. Oh my god. In Essex. But you said an amazing quote to me upstairs before yeah. we started filming tomorrow. Yeah. I ain't going to quote it on here because yeah. it's too beautiful yeah. and I want to practice it because it's a beautiful quote. But sometimes things happen and sometimes I always take the worst possible news, mm-hmm. let it be money, mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. death, mm-hmm. and I always try and put a positive spin on everything since that time. And because what happened from that moment was I ended up living on a beach in yeah. South End for 14 days. I was wow. homeless. But it was a beautiful sunny June. Yeah. I had come from Manchester mm-hmm. and it was this beautiful South End seafront. The sun was shining. You know, I, I the, the, you know the, the, the fun fair was on the beach. I was like, if I'm ever going to end up somewhere with a score in my pocket, it was probably better I ended up here. So I did 14 days on the beach and... I bumped into this dude who used to rent out bedsits. Yeah. So I went to the first time in my life, I went to the job centre, I got my first bedsit. And this is a great story. This is how I got into my interior design business. Okay. So I got my first bedsit, £15 a week, mm-hmm. and the, DH, the DSSS were paying for it. Mm-hmm. So one day the landlord popped in, Richard, his name was, in a bright blue Porsche with long blonde hair. <laughs> He looked like someone off the set of Miami Vice. And I had painted my bed set out of my first gyro. I put some, I painted the walls. I got a little throw over for my single bed. I put some candles and he, and he, I remember him coming into the bed set and going, man, that's unbelievable. He said, 
I rent out hundreds of these bedsits and no one ever takes pride or cares or or makes it look like that harm. I went, oh, no, I said, I'm buzzing. I've got somewhere to crash. It's right near the beach. And he was like, do you fancy some work? So my first job was £10 a day mm-hmm. painting out bedsits. Wow. Now, £10 a day back in 1995 doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when you're on £26.90 a fortnight, wow. job seekers allowance, yeah. and then suddenly you're getting £60 a week. So I was always kind of creative and artistic. Mm-hmm. And so then I started painting our bedsits. And then one Christmas, I think it was about eight months, that, that first Christmas, he said, I've got a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. And he gave me keys to my first flat. No. A one bedroom with a fridge, a TV. For you? For me. It didn't cut, you know, it wasn't like, didn't buy it for me. It yeah. was one of these, but it was, but that, could, it, I went from bedsit to a flat. Wow. Castle. Yes, one man's castle isn't, Absolutely. you know, that phrase, <laughs> love all that. Yeah. So that was the first time I had settled. And then I thought to myself, I really got into the art of painting. I was always into painting. I was always creative at school. Mm-hmm. And then I bumped into a school teacher who's still a lecturer at South End College called, called Taddeus Charlton Blower. Crazy name. Wow. And Taddeus uh, was a um, was a uh, a school lecturer, and uh, and we got together, and we started. He started learning me paint effects and special effects, and how to do egg shelling, and how to do tortoise shelling, and how to do all these amazing, you know, paint effects. And then mm-hmm. I met how I got into hairdressing. Mm-hmm. I met a gentleman called Lee Stafford, mm-hmm. and he was like this rock and roll star of Essex. You know, he was a TV hairdresser. He was extremely good looking. He had all these amazing and beautiful looking girls working in his shop. He was like a little rock and roll star of Essex. Imagine it. And he said to me, I hear you're really handy with the paintbrush. I was like, yeah. He said, I've got this new building. I'm going to call it the house that hair built. I was like, what an amazing idea. And it was like a big corner building. It was a bit like a castle. So what he did was he designed this big tombstone oh. as the facade, this 40-foot tombstone, and, and he etched into it in... He distressed all the concrete, and it had Stafford's, the house that hair built. What? So he wanted the inside to look like a haunted castle. Right. Oh. So what I did was I, I, I came up with this concept, me and Tad, of painting the walls like this dirty orange, and then we used this floor paint called um, uh, Jacobean Walnut was the colour. I always remember the colour, Jacobean Walnut, and it's floor stain. Mm. But if you put floor stain on top of paint and mm. use a brush or, or a towel or a tissue... You can wipe it off, but mm-hmm. leave bits in. Right. And we got this build-up of this old haunted house, oh disfigured paint that looked to have been there for four years. And then Tad, with his, obviously he was a lecturer, he painted in the cracks to look as if the plaster was hanging off. But in fact, it was beautifully polished plastered walls. So the birth of me getting into art was there. Then Lee, in 1999, was nominated for Men's British Hairdresser at the Grosvenor. Lee took me along, so I'm in the limo with all these amazing hairdressers, and Lee won. It was all televised. Mm-hmm. And Lee got me up on stage, yeah. and everyone was like, who's, who's this? He's like, it's me painter and decorator. <laughs> so on the way back in the car that day, Lee said to me, <laughs> and I've been around the houses to tell the story how I got into hair, but it was really important mm-hmm. how I went from A to B to C in mm-hmm. 12 months. And Lee said to me, the clients love you. Mm-hmm. Because at, at this stage, Lee was saying, if you you can live with me in my penthouse apartment, mm. you do two days of work free and you can mm. live with me. I was like, so I was doing, you know, I was a handyman. Yeah. So Lee said to me, 
you've got what it takes. I said, I'm too old, Lee. He, I'm 26. He said, AD, I've watched you in front of clients. Clients love you. The assistants love you. The stylists love you. You've got this amazing energy. He said, and I've, you keep asking me questions about hair and half of me wants to tell you to shut up, but the other half is, that's a really good idea. Mm. So this is an amazing story regardless mm -hmm. of whatever you do in life yeah. one year to the day mm -hmm. i was standing on the same stage picking up the same award no way men's british hairdresser men's british hairdresser of the year 2000 and my speech was i remember 1700 people at the grosvenor house my speech, wow. I had a white Prada suit that Lee borrowed me. Mm -hmm. I had my Liverpool, I'm a Liverpool fan, I had my Liverpool shirt on. And I had a thousand things to say. I was piss broke, mm -hmm. no money, excuse my French, piss, no money. Mm -hmm. I just learned the basics on how to cut hair, did mm -hmm. this amazing mugshot collection mm -hmm. of like nine different characters as my collection. And my speech was 12 months ago, I was living on a beach now, 12 months ago, I was living in a bedsit, eating meatballs out of a tin. And here I am tonight in the Grosvenor, drinking fine champagne. What a great fucking country we live in. Wow. And 1,700 people stood up and clapped. And it was just that time when I went. And I remember a week later, Lee called me up to the office. He went, you've got your first endorsement. I was on £50 a week. Wow. £50 a week, 60. I was an assistant. Just one men's British... I was like, oh, my God, I'm, now I can start. He said, now you can start charging money, mate. And Lee said, this company called Fudge yeah. has stepped in and they want to pay you. Well, you can imagine. It's like saying to a poor man with a pound, there's yeah. £100, pound, or a billionaire, there's 10 It was, it was, It was life-changing money. Mm -hmm. I don't like talking about money because yeah. it's a very crude thing, but okay. that was my first. So my hairdressing journey... Mm was a 14-month journey from start to beginning, and I was crowned. It was the second biggest award you can be bestowed because British Hairdress of the Year is the one. Yeah. Then you have the individual titles like Northern, Eastern, Southern, mm -hmm. Men's British. And I did this amazing collection, and I I, I, I watched the movie Usual Suspects, yeah. and I loved that. That's, the opening like scene, mugshot. mugshot. Kind of, yeah. So I had seven characters. I had this kind of pervy guy with a long fringe and his name was Sins. Right. Then yeah. I had this very, very, very handsome guy who was with this beautiful blonde hair and his name was Angel because he was so beautiful. And, and then I had the guy from Fight Club. Remember Brad Pitt and Fight Club? Yeah. yeah. So I had this, um, his name was Lawrence Edney. He was the first male British supermodel. Wow. And he agreed to do the picture and I had him in that Brad Pitt Fight Club T-shirt where all mm -hmm. his face was bruised. And I had the, just the story. Mm -hmm. And because I couldn't afford, Robbie, mm -hmm. to, to I shot on an old 10-8 camera. Mm -hmm. No way. And it was that sepia, black and white in colour. Yeah. And I was so broke, I couldn't afford to get them developed. So I sent in the Polaroids. Right. <laughs> and oh it won, goodness. not only did I win Men British, it won Collection of the Year. No way. Because the pictures were so raw. But it's got so much character. And I was so broke. Yeah. And the amazing story behind this, I say to any aspiring artist mm. or director mm. or young talent, mm. nine years later, when I was Mr. 
kind of went through a slightly arrogant stage in my life and I had all the money in the world. I spent 80,000 mm. on my next collection, didn't even get to the final. The wow. moral of the story, yeah. if you are not leaving, living, breathing like you upstairs, putting mm. those painstaking mm. three quarters of an inch I'm working mm. at by a half inch pieces, mm. if you're not doing that foundation, 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 mm. I say to people, there's a thousand ways to build a decorator house. Mm. There's one way to build it. Amazing. And that's what a great foundation. So I always say to artists, musicians, hairdressers, don't chase fame, don't chase money, mm -hmm. chase the art. Yeah. Learn how to do your craft mm -hmm. and do it for the right reason. That's why you always hear these stories. My first album, mm. triple platinum. The yeah. second one, yeah. first movie, yeah. Oscar winning. Next one. What, what do you think it is with that first? Is there a hunger or a drive or a... In uh, one. Yeah. Definitely maybe Oasis, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Third best album in the world. Right. Um, uh, never mind the bollocks, in my opinion. Yeah. As far as an image, <clears throat> as far as a name, as far as the culture behind it, the fact that they weren't great musicians, yeah. they weren't great singers. <laughs> the most powerful album in history, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. never mind the bollocks. Yeah. Number two. I always go to Radiohead, The Bends. Right. Great album. Is that their first album? First album. Is it? And every tune is a winner. <laughs> Some albums you skip. Skip. I love yeah. this song. Yeah. Definitely, maybe. Mm -hmm. When Noel was writing that, I watched the Supersonic documentary. Trust me, I've watched nothing but do documentaries because I'm in the process of doing one. Yeah. And the struggle. Yeah. Living in... Manchester, mm -hmm. being a roadie, mm -hmm. broke, mm -hmm. living each, writing about struggle. Mm -hmm. Every great album, every great movie, it's about heartache. It's yeah. about losing someone. It's about the struggle of getting there. Once mm -hmm. you're there, it's like, I can't start writing about struggle. I'm, leave <laughs> I'm living in supernova heights. It's true. Fantastically yeah. for Oasis, every album mm -hmm. was a winner because... Mm -hmm. They're just pure geniuses. Liam, in my opinion, mm -hmm. the second best front man in the history of music behind Freddie Mercury, right. in my opinion. Yeah. Just an opinion. Yeah. Noel Gallagher, one of the greatest song songwriters in history. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. So they've been blessed to be yeah. able to pull album out of the album. But generally, that first piece of art or that first... I remember Damien Hirst did the... the was it the cow cut in half? The or the shark or the, the shark? The shark or the cow. And yeah. uh, Tracy Emming, mm -hmm. I mean, amazing artist, but it was the the, the bedroom right. chaos. Yeah. We all, you, it's very hard to write and create art when you're talking about struggle when you're living in a penthouse. Yeah. So, yes, that is my opinion is yeah. it's that your best art and your best work <clears throat> normally is when you have nothing. Yeah. There is there is a theme there. I think. Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm sure you'll. I've seen your art. I've only known you for. <laughs> yeah. I think it's about two years now, probably yeah. a bit over. And I've seen how your work's changing. Yeah. But with artists, you can get better technique. I think. Yeah. It's like when you did the first series of these paintings. Maybe yeah. the first one you looked at and went. Mm. But now you've mastered the technique. Yeah. I always find it very very difficult mm -hmm. to recreate. Mm -hmm that hunger to create something yeah. beautiful without thinking of a pound note at the end of yeah, it. Yeah. Cause yeah. when you're doing art, you ain't thinking money, <clears> mate. The amount of time and effort that I'm putting into things, it's not, um, you'll never get it back in monetary value. No, no. And, and the thing is, is I think that if I was only to like, I discuss money 
I'm like, uh, if anything, that journey of not being able to talk about money and now being able to talk, talk about, about money. You have to because it's my, business. Around the creative process. I think a lot of creatives at the very beginning, they find talking about money very difficult. Puts the fear in God in me. It's like, I'm Puts sure the your fear. first haircut's like how you put a uh, You know what I used to do? Yeah. I'd cut someone's hair in Covent Garden and I'd walk away from the reception because my clients always used to say, yeah. why do you always... I go, it's an ugly, it's See? too much money. And now I think... I spent 22 years, uh, uh, exaggeration, this will be my 20th anniversary next week Fantastic. in my industry. Next Thursday. Next week. Next Thursday will be 20 years in the industry. And now. And you when, stopped drinking, you stopped everything. So how are you celebrating that? I'm celebrating the <laughs> fact that I spent 33 years of Listen, when you do these podcasts, you have yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I've spent the last 33 years fantasizing about death. Fantasizing about it? Oh, yeah. How to end it. Are you serious? Well, I've suffered with mental illness and right. depression and anxiety. Okay, okay. And I've 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 spent without and but the word fantasizing before it, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, well, think about to... this. Think about this. When people talk about mental health. Well, the, the oldest cliche is, it's good to talk. No, it's not. Mm. Talking about mental health to the wrong person can be detrimental. Because yes. if I say to you, Robbie, I'm feeling really bad tonight, mate, and mm. I'm reading, and you go, I'll oh, snap out of it, you'll be all right. Yeah. I, that's not good advice. Yeah. So when mental health organisations and do these ads on TV, it's, it's good to talk. No, it's not. It's good to talk to the right people. Yeah, that's a distinction. When you're living with proper, I'm not talking, I've lost my girlfriend, I've lost my car, a member of family has passed. That's not depression. Mm -hmm. I still, after 33 years, cannot tell you what depression really is. But all I can say is I watched an amazing documentary called The Fear of 13. Mm -hmm. It's about a gentleman called Nick Harris. Imagine being on death row for 25 years mm -hmm. and innocent. Wow. Depression is worse because you're allowed out. Every mm -hmm. time you put your head down... Mm -hmm you get dark thoughts. Mm. When you wake up in the morning, mm. you get dark thoughts. Mm -hmm. When I signed my first half a million pound deal with Babylis mm -hmm. back in 2005, I still went to bed that night crying. Mm. When I won men's British hairdressing, that first mm. little breakthrough, two days later, cold, dark, empty feelings. I have struggled with the mind, with my mind. Mm -hmm. I've had amazing highs mm. and... Only a few people know about my mental health. Obviously, yeah. people I've lived with, yeah. Lee Stafford, mm. uh, Liam and Maxim. Mm -hmm. I've, I talk to various different people. Uh, quite a few people throughout my life, but most people are going to be shocked at this new documentary. Yeah. Like, oh, mate, you're laughing, gigging, you're walking through. So, trust me, the mm -hmm. man who you see walking down the street, mm. don't judge him on what you no. visually see. Yeah. So I have fantasised. I fantasised about, imagine going to sleep. Mm. And all this dark, dark, dark cloud, no more bad feelings, no more feeling terrible, no more waking up in the middle of the night with these horrible pains of just darkness. So, yeah, I have fantasised. Imagine what it would be just to go asleep and it's mm. all... And I'm sure, not speaking for anyone else, we've all lost people recently, mentioned mm -hmm. no names yeah. in our lives, that yes. I've lost three people in 18 yeah. months. That were very successful, yeah, very talented. That couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. I've always had something. 
I've always had something. I don't know if it's because I'm a coward. Mm -hmm. Because they say to take your own life is a very selfish thing. No, it's not. It's not a cowardly thing to take your own life. Mm -mm. And I don't want to put out the right, wrong message about, about mental health and suicide. I think it takes an extremely brave person to end it. Trust mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, um, I'm not, um, um, what's that word? I'm not saying good yeah. to you to do. No, yeah. there's always a way out. There's yeah. always someone worse off. And please, I'm begging people, if you're having those thoughts, I'm begging you, if anyone can honestly tell you for 33 years the longest i've gone without a horrible thought or a horrible mood swing i'd spend a week in bed mm. two weeks in bed i would make up excuses i'm doing this and doing that mm -hmm. i'm working on a project i'm not i'm in bed for two weeks yeah. hating life can't crippled with can't get out of bed to wash shower eating mm -hmm. is a huge or do i have to you have mm -hmm. to you're gonna die mm -hmm. I've had the bottles of pills. I've stood on Waterloo Bridge for three years. Every other night I did that journey from Tavistock Street and give it, just do it. And just. And then I thought, what if I hit, I don't die? And what if I end up, so I get saved? And what, what the embarrassment for my parents? And what's this going to do to my, I'm never going to see myself. Always talk to myself out of it. So yeah, the answer to the question is, yeah, I have spent 33 years struggling. Mm. We're just trying to have a period of, I just want to wake up mm -hmm. and go, oh, bit cloudy, normal day. That's like winning the lottery, mate. Yeah. Is Do you have, in these moments, have you found a way in this very long period of time? I've had similar what you're going through, but not for that period of time. Yes. Um, do you have anything that gives you some kind of comfort, support, nothing. some mechanism to come out of it? Nothing. There's nothing for you. Money, success, nightlife. I live, I spent 15 years partying every night. Um, 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 success. Mm -hmm. I was getting huge amounts of success, yeah. huge amounts of money, mm -hmm. dirty amounts of money mm -hmm. that I squandered thinking this will be my way out. Every time I'd win something, I'd be successful. And then funny enough, mm -hmm. which which now I can actually answer honestly, mm. four years ago, mm. I lost everything. Right. My biggest fear in life yeah. was having something, well, yeah. losing it and having to go back. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine owning an amazing, well, you do, you own an amazing gallery. Can you right. imagine having to go yeah. back into to a, someone's pantry yeah. and can you imagine... I lost everything again. Mm -hmm. So I went from rags mm -hmm. to riches mm -hmm. to worse than rags because the perception was still, you're yeah. the guy from The Secret Millionaire. Right. You're that successful, talented hairdresser that's got living. Yeah. It all went overnight. Yeah. So <clears throat> now I can honestly say to people, when yeah. people go, what's he got to be upset about? He's worth 60 million. Why is he yeah. down? Money, mm -hmm. colour, mm -hmm. creed, religion, has nothing to do with mental health. I truly believe it's a genetic disorder. Yeah. I still can't explain it. Mm. And I can't explain my last five months because to me, it's yeah. a miracle yeah. what's happened to me in the last five months. Be before, like, so there's two parts that I think that's really important in your journey to get to the last part, the part like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bookmark it with, there's something that you're doing for this country which is exceptional. But I think to tell that story, we need to hear 
the part of your success because yes. that's not the part that you're chasing anymore. No. This this really emphasizes. Sizes. And part. I want to say to people yeah. out there, the people so in the, yes. Can we ahead. start with the part of the people whose hair you were cutting, that you're changing culture. Like who were you working with? What were you doing? And then that really emphasizes the what you're doing. Right, right. If you just go into what you're doing now, you're losing an integral part of. It's so important. Well, does it, it's given me goosebumps. 2000 and I won men's British. Mm. Um, I fell in love with a lady from America. An amazing woman. Yeah. The marriage lasted 72 hours. I won't go into specific detail what happened, but it was a horrific. That must have been a really powerful 72 hours. First time really I'd ever been on an aeroplane, won a holiday because yeah. I won this men's British. Mm. Went to this amazing club in New Orleans, mm-hmm. met this six foot Apache Red Indian dancer, mm-hmm. shall we say, exotic dancer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Never even kissed the girl. We went at three o'clock. I had this white, funny enough, the white Prada suit I wore to the Hair Awards. I had this beard and I had this tan. I looked like this crazy man. And this girl came up to me and I said, I'm sorry, I I can't afford to buy Mm. a drink or have a dart. And she was like, I never asked you that. I want to buy you a drink. You look. So we end up buying a, she bought a bottle of whiskey. The coach was at the hotel and we were leaving to drive to Vegas or get the plane to Vegas in the next three hours because it was like a road trip that you won. Mm-hmm. New Orleans and Vegas for a big symposium. It's like 10,000 hairdressers gather mm-hmm. at the Mandalay Bay every year mm-hmm. for this Redkin mm-hmm. product company. Yeah. We left the, 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 the entertainment bar mm-hmm. on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, very famous street in New Orleans, and we went to a hardware store, bought a cheap pair of 90-cent scissors, and I gave her this mad bob. Mm-hmm. Got on the coach just in time, and all the people that were in the club with me that night were like, "Isn't that the girl from the?" I went. They went. How on earth did you end up? I don't know. What was it like? I went. Never even kissed her. We just met. There was this amazing bond of, I'm from England. You're from New Orleans. There was nothing. I wasn't trying to sexually get anything out of it. It wasn't like, oh, you're really hot. I'm going back. I'm only here for a night. It was purely. We had this mad bond. Mm-hmm. Gave her this mad haircut in her apartment. And she drove me back to the to the to hotel to get on the bus and I waved goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. four weeks later, she ended up in Essex, tracked me down, and she turned up with a little bag and she had some dollars, some money, and she went, I'm 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 here. I'm come here to be with you. So it was the most romantic thing that had ever happened. So I'm living in this fishing village in Leon Sea <laughs> with this stunning beauty. I weren't the, never have been the best looking of boys, but Always had a personality, yeah. but let's be honest, yeah. I was never, you know, yeah. Leonardo or Brad, Brad. And then I was walking around this beautiful, beautiful silhouette. And she was a wonderful person as well, but something horrific happened and it lasted 72 hours. Wow. And a- I had a nervous breakdown. I lost my hair, my eyebrows. I lost all the colour pigment. I just, I ended up a very frail mm my depression really went up an extra because right. depression mm-hmm. it's phases mm-hmm. you can have days we're like oh, i don't want to get out of bed today but it's mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. or it's not getting out of bed for a week mm-hmm. or it's i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. so there's different levels yeah. 
with her, it was I was looking for a way out. It was the first time I ended up in hospital. I ended up in Rochford Hospital in Essex, sectioned. And then I ended up in a place called Romwell, which is your hardcore mental asylum that's no longer there, thank God. I ended up in a place called Romwell, and it was... That's, you're talking one flew of the cuckoo's nest. You're talking wow. life is in there. That's, uh... And you're in a ward with 40 beds. Mm. And even though you're going through turmoil, you're still thinking. Even if you're sane and you go in there, you're going to be. I'm thinking I'm depressed. I'm thinking, yeah. oh my God, I'm really in amongst <clears throat> it now. These people next to me are just as bad as me or in a worse position, but they've actually got mental illness as well as depression. Yeah. So... And then a miracle happened. This is my life, Robbie. It's, right. it's depression, dark, yeah. cold, mm. light at the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Depression, dark, cold, breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I went to London with Lawrence Edney, the man I mentioned in the pictures who looked a bit like Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. the f- famous good-looking model. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to come out with me. I went, Lawrence, I look here. I look like E.T. <laughs> Bald, skinny, yeah. pale. Yeah. I was okay. always a skinny frame guy, young man, mm-hmm. but I was fit looking, but mm. I went skinny. E.T., come <laughs> home. You look at me, you'd be like, oh, dear. Right. If I was looking for an extra for a movie, <laughs> for an alien, bang on, A.D. <laughs> so he takes me to London and I meet a very, very good friend of Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. And she said, Dave is looking she for... She was a friend before you came to London. Never met this lady Lawrence knew this friend oh, of Victoria yeah. and this amazing woman said, David's looking for a new hairdresser. I've seen your pictures. They're amazing. Would you like to have an, in- would you like to do it? From her as well. That's a trust man. I don't think she's. So I only saying- had one opportunity. So I turned up. I remember turning up for that first shoot. It was the Adidas commercial for the 2002 world cup. So you can see the sequence 2000. I win men's British. 2002, so there's Zidane, Raul, Batistuta, Beckham in an aircraft hangar. And I'm turning up fresh off the block. I know two or three techniques. I've got one opportunity here. If I give them a trim up, I ain't getting that gig again. Mm. Anyone can give someone a trim up. So Mm. I thought... You've got to go in. I've got to do... Were you nervous? Well, here's the the crazy crazy bit of the story. So I try and be cool. Yeah. Lovely to meet you. Put my stuff out. Victoria's friend has said, don't ask for autographs, don't ask for pictures. It's a bit off-putting. You know, you want to be here for the for your craft, for your job. Cool. So um went to pick up my scissors. Yeah, this is yeah. My hands went. Mm-hmm. Never happened in my in my short career. Mm-hmm. Never always had super confidence in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Hands went. Sliding with strip. You could just see the drip the sweat. Coming off, if you did that for long, you'd see the drips. Couldn't hold my scissors. So, thought of my toes. Pair of clippers, big guard. I wanted to create, which there's a young gentleman off camera. It's yeah. probably before his time, but there was this haircut called the Mohawk. Oh which my is God, the, is this the moment? Well, 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 this is the, 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 that haircut was done many years before on Taxi Driver, Robert mm. De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to do Genius. a softer version because Dave was such a handsome, good-looking man. So I wanted to do like a softer version of that, a commercial version. Can I ask a question? Yes. Did you have that thought in that moment? No, no. You thought about it before. The haircut I'm was trying go- to get the. Yeah, no, the haircut was going to be. David was very good. He said, "Out, oh, you know, just mix it up a bit. Do something. You know, go- yeah." 
Go for it. Don't do X, but don't do Z. I was like, so there was, a, there was, it's like me giving you a brief on a portrait. I want it to be kind of this subject matter, this kind of scale, but you're the artist. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Me coming in going, do me a paint. It's like, how long's a piece of string? Yeah. So when the scissor idea couldn't happen, mm-hmm. I was too scared, mm-hmm. nervous. I was going to literally walk out and say, I can't do this. I'm really embarrassed. I can't do this. I picked up my clippers and I don't know if it's my going back to my architecture days or going back to my design days. Mm-hmm. As we all know, this part of your head is what we call the receding area. Yeah. It's because obviously yeah. your hairline's here. And it's, yeah. Even if you've got the best hairline in the world, it's this is called the receding area. So yeah. I thought to myself, if I put a number six guard on the clippers and just go bang, yeah. bang, mm-hmm. it's obviously going to take this area shorter mm-hmm. But because it's a big guard, it won't be bald. It'll be like mm. this end. And then this hair through here will be left longer. So mm. it'll... And I thought about my favourite movie at the time was Taxi Driver. Right. The first haircut was a three-and-a-half-minute haircut. You can imagine his face. There was no mirror. He was like, normally they take an hour because <laughs> obviously you're section by section by mm. section by section. And this is what's the amazing thing about David and Victoria that doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Amazing woman. I thought to myself, I did a three-and-a-half-minute haircut. And I was like, all done. And he kind of went, oh, all right, cool. No mirror. And then he span around, seeing it. Victoria walked in and went, oh, it's so cool. He was like, I've got it on video, actually. I've got It's on my showreel. It's a little serious? scene. That There's a moment. scene on my showreel yeah. that I, I put out the other night where it's there's this 20 seconds of me style it out, and it was like, he was like, cool. And she was like, wicked. Yeah. And then, so I blagged it. Mm-hmm. I blagged the technique. Mm-hmm. I blagged, I wanted to grin all sophisticated, mm. picking up sections and... Just making everything look like artistry. Because when I do cut hair with scissors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is a performance. Yes. If you're doing someone's haircut and they think you're nervous, mm. oh, you're in trouble. Because mm-hmm. they're already like, oh, their confidence is gone. Yeah. When you're doing a haircut, after the first few seconds, I always go, oh, this is going to be sexy. And they, always, you could just see people go, relax. Oh, he's buzzing here. He's loving this. So I'm loving it. It's mm. all about making someone feel mm. comfortable. Yeah. Like this podcast. Yeah. Flowing. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's the wrong type of question. I'm like, oh, mate, I didn't really like that first intro. And then all of Couldn't a sudden... you have dropped that in halfway through <laughs> where I could have felt a bit more comfortable? Yeah. So she loved it, he loved it, and she was like, get your diary out. So I went from charging twenty one fifty for a men's cut and blow dry to, again, I don't like talking about money, but <laughs> things went... Con- well, say what you I, I went say. from charging £21 to £150 for a haircut. Yeah. When you're living in a little one-bedroom studio flat in Leon C, mm. and you've got a queue of journalists and reporters, but the great thing about me, I always kept this shut. Yeah. The, word, the, the thing was, as soon as you start mentioning who you're doing, mm. as soon as you start talking about it, as soon as you lose you're it. done. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. So... The reason why people found out in the end is because I had a credit. I did this GQ award-winning cover with David LaChapelle was the photographer, the most yeah. famous fashion photographer on the planet. He's amazing. Hotel LaChapelle, you probably know his book. Mm-hmm. And David LaChapelle was on the shoot 
I'm nervous about working with David still. I've been working with him for about six months now. Mm. Now it's David LaChapelle, who's one of my heroes. I'm thinking, oh my God. Uh, Elton John's husband, David Furnish, mm -hmm. was doing the interview. Mm -hmm. Another mad story. Not that I yeah. want to talk, this okay. is not about celebrity, but it yeah. is a fun story yeah. and it's a real positive story. So we yeah. do the shoot. Mm. I knew that shoot was going to change my life forever because it was front cover of GQ. It was before the World Cup. That haircut, that took me three minutes. That had been done 50, 60 years before, mm. so let me stress, mm -mm. taken no credit for... Re I recreated something. Yeah. I didn't... But someone once said to me many years ago, a good idea is only a good idea if you put it into action. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. don't talk about it. Do Take, it. I yeah. had so many hairdressers. I could have done that. I could... Yeah, yeah, that's... I did. Yeah, you did. I did. And look who you did it to. And I was blessed to have done it on a man that could carry off any haircut on the planet. And my life changed from that moment. But you're talking about literally one of the most famous haircuts. In the last hundred years, you have the bob, yeah, which is... Mind you, I know I don't want to bore your viewers, no, but no. the bob wasn't... Vidal Sassoon, yeah. in my opinion... Is he the creator of the bob? No. This is the story. Recreator. The bob was invented apparently by a Polish man in 1926, Videl Sassoon, right. who was not only the most technically gifted artist ever in my industry, but he was also an architect of hair. Mm -hmm. He was the first man to put foundation into hair. So mm. he recreated the bob really in the right, 60s. Yeah. But I love saying this. Go on. Do you ever remember a woman called Cleopatra? <laughs> yes. She was, yeah, goddess. What did she have? <laughs> a fringe? Yeah. I mean, that's an epic, epic, oh, epic. 5,000 years? What's how yeah. long? Oh, not that great at maths, but I yeah. think it's a couple of thousand yeah, years. Cleopatra yeah. had a shoulder, just above shoulder length, blunt haircut mm. with a heavy fringe. I mean... Mm. Yeah. Videl Sassoon mm. is my guru. Mm -hmm. He's an institution of hair. Mm -hmm. So I would never ever disrespect the name of of of, of Sassoon's or the or the or the, the team. But mm -hmm. everything has been done before. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has been it's we live in a world where it's full circle. Mm -hmm. Fashion, music, art, movie. It all comes round and people like you yeah. and people like me, we put a beautiful taste and flavor on things. The, 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 what is the technique behind this painting? What is, what is, what's that word? Where uh, you put pieces of collage? Collage. Yeah. Your work is not collage. I'm not saying yeah. that, but what I'm saying it's, is it's the technique. Yeah. I've not created that. And I'm sure someone else has done something. But not to say your to work's collage. I'm not yeah. saying that. What I'm saying is, it's a it's kind a, of similar technique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The layering, the yeah, the layering, the, process, the, the build up, the mm. building up of layers with color, how to create depth, a three D. Yeah. So same. what I'm trying to say is, that haircut that I did wasn't revolutionary, but it changed. It was a, it, without exaggeration, at you, one stage it was it you, was globally. You, yeah, you changed. Like I'm, I can only say it from a UK perspective, but you changed the way. UK viewed hair. Yes. Men's like, hair. Straight, like straight. Men started Not buying even, shampoo. Yeah. Men started buying conditioner. Men started buying product. Before it was, I'll use the Mrs. Shampoo. It's the oldest thing you'd always say. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
I'll buy a clay. It'll last me six months. Mm-hmm. Men started having, I, I introduced color into David's hair, the blonde tips right. for that shoot. Yeah. David's idea, may I add. So What's David, it? if you ever watch this, I'm not, t- it's you and Victoria came <laughs> up with the concept, but I did it. Yeah. And I started having men come into my salon because I had my first salon at this stage mm-hmm. called Strange Ways. I named it after right. a prison in Manchester. <laughs> It's still there, by the way, in Leon C. You serious? I, I rented this old theatre <laughs> and put the, the 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 strange ways prison crest with the barbed wire. That salon to this day is still there, and it's an old theatre, and it's called Strange Ways. Strange Ways. I thought people might think strange hair, strange ways, but then I thought I know it's because of the, yeah. the prison in Manchester, where some of my friends will be for the rest of their lives. Fact. So. My salon, Strange Ways, is still there. Not doesn't belong to me anymore, but the name is there. And, but like I said, that haircut changed the landscape of men's hairdressing. Still to this day, mm-hmm. that haircut. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's like I'm a tortured soul, uh, Robbie. You know why? It's like a, a, you, you, you bring out a, a song. Be, yeah. Wet, wet, wet had a song that was yeah. number one for 42 weeks. Yeah. I feel it in yeah. my feet. I watched an interview with him where he went, I'm, it's starting to insult me now yeah. because all I'm remembered for is one bloody song. But but the, the point of me asking you the question of like going through this period is really to get to, I'm not wanting no, no, no. to jump to it right now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, cool. But what I'm saying is without people knowing that, this part of your life right now, this, what did you say earlier? There's... 40 ways to decorate a house, oh, but there's only one 100 way ways to, to decorate it, one way to build a good foundation. 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 This story foundation. is the found. This yeah. isn't this isn't the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. Some people may think, Victoria and David, you know, where do we go from there? But that's the foundation. Well, I think you, life's a foundation. It's yeah, like the young this, man off camera, keep <clears throat> for your viewers. I mean, may I say before yeah. I but this might Please. kill the flow of your interview. No, no, go on. Two things. Go on. You're very, very, very good at this, number one. What? No, 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 no. I hate people that can't take a compliment when it's a com- okay. when it comes from the heart. You are very, very. I was surprised because I, I thought you were going to be a bit anxious, maybe yeah. interviewing. Oh, really? You're okay. very, okay. Th- and I've done yeah. over the past ten weeks, maybe two hundred interviews for different what? outlets and journalists, magazines, yeah. TV. You're very good at this. But, number one. Okay. Number two. There's a cool cat off camera. I say cat. I call yeah. young people cats. Call for cats. And we're talking about foundation. Yeah. Him sitting in on this. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 17. An average 17-year-old kid does mm. not want to be sitting in daddy's mm. studio interviewing a 50-year-old hairdresser. It's not very appealing. This is the best bit of education. This young cool cat will ever have number one he's hanging around his dad number two he's talking about tech and cameras and how to set up he's showing you the visuals earlier and number three you're listening to stuff i beg of you if you take anything from this interview or any other the podcast is foundation 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 forget about fame fortune money success look how good i am look how cool i look learn your craft put the time in and then flirt with creativity. Before you can become a great artist, you need to know the fundamentals of how to hold a brush yeah. and how to blend colour. Yeah. And that's the problem with yeah. the youth of today and people today. Mm-hmm. They want fame now, mm-hmm. Instagram fame, mm-hmm. followers now, mm-hmm. success now. AD, the biggest question, how do I become famous hairdresser like you? I'm like, try working for 15 years. Yeah. So 
though I needed to get that out before I, I forget. I, I actually praise what you just said there because it's it's so easy for someone to ask, how do I and expect a quick result or answer to that question? And what you've just said. It, there's no debate in that. Yeah. This people might think, <clears throat> if I chop 3,000 pieces of different coloured paper and start from the middle and work my way at home, yeah. That's like saying when people insult artists and say Van yeah. Gogh uh, or some of these paintings, which was just a splash of paint. That's mm. just a I, true art. There's a story. Yeah. St there's a storytelling between Absolutely. it where every one of those pieces yeah. is put. The fundamental concept and idea and the workmanship that goes in before you even put that first Absolutely. piece of paper down. Yeah. And I say to people with my salons, my product ranges, this new documentary series, I put a hundred and 50% into the detail, Yeah, how you paint this room out is the easy bit. Can can I, um, there was something, and I, and I think it's really important that you say this person's name because I watched a documentary on his leadership skill and I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a ferocious learner on people that tell you how to do something, but do it, but like whether it's the use of your mind, whether, right. whatever it is. And um, it's, and forgive me if I have got the the person wrong because I really want it to be this person. But was it Sir Alex Ferguson saying to you that the amount of effort that you put into your first box that you create is, has to I be? Don't, I don't even want to. Can you? Because this, I've like, had some. The last one that I put is the same as the first, first one, one, even if it was 10, 15 years ago, or it's today. I've had I some amazing. Please, can you say people this? like this yourself? Is, this is so important and. I've had some amazing individuals that I don't know. Yeah. Some I do know. Yeah. Support from you, yeah. Chef Tom, oh. who you introduced me to, Come Maxim, Max Beasley. I can go on <clears throat> and on and on. Ryan Giggs, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. Beautiful, hardworking grafters that took their time to look at an Instagram of someone they don't know and go, I, I want to do a, a, a voice. I want to send him a message. Mm. I a, a, a great bit of wording from Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. And I and I live by the rule. Mm. I've always lived by this rule. Even though people thought at one stage of my career I was a bit cocky and a bit arrogant, I've always put the same effort, when I see people, put the same effort into that first piece of card as the last piece. Put the same effort into cutting David Beckham's hair as you would an 80-year-old guy that gives you a score to do his barnet. Put the same amount of effort into an NHS frontline warrior than you would on a Vogue shoot. Put the same amount of effort into whatever you do in life, from the beginning to the middle to the end. Never shortchange anybody. If you're going to do something, my dad said to me, if you're going to do it, do it right, don't do it at all. And never do something during the day that keeps you awake at night. I've been an arsehole. I've cheated. I've lied. I've had multiple girlfriends at the same time. I've gambled. I've, 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 I've done sins that are forgivable. Yes. Forgivable sins. Yeah. Stupidity, spending yeah. money, being arrogant, being cocky. But I've always... Always, when it came to my job, my career, and to speak into the man on the street, I'm a pie and mash, DM boots, dirty jeans when I had five million in the bank, and when I have 50 grand in the bank, I'm jeans, DMs, 
I'm always the same person. I try and give a honest, we might pipe it up a bit when we're out talking on yeah. camera, but the raw fundamentals is put in the same effort. Amazing. Give people that same bit of love. Amazing. When you're doing a portrait for somebody, if someone yes. like um, 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 uh, the owner of Apple came along and said, I want you to do a, a portrait for me, the same sort of capacity as this, and I'll give you £300,000. And a guy walks in off the street and has 10 grand saved up and he's lost somebody and he wants you to do a piece of art for him. Mm. I'm sure you're going to put the same love into that 10 grand piece as you are the 300. Fact. Because I can tell. It's... You can't lie about that. You can't... I'm on one for exaggerating. Yeah. I don't I always say exaggerate. I emphasize. Yeah. I get yeah. very excited. Yeah. I'll go, I've seen these 12 amazing birds fly into the pot. There probably was eight. <laughs> That's not a liar. No. I love to... Yeah. I, I'm a storyteller. It's but I love honest fact. Yeah. You have to have beginning, middle... You have to have truth, honesty and fact. But I do like to sell a story. But I think... You can't. I can look at someone after twenty seconds and go, "He's not the real deal," right? Or he's not the real deal, and this interview isn't good, or or yeah. this business proposition. Oh, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I, I've some, had the sixth some, sense. I've come from missing. Or, something's missing. Yeah. I've come from the street. And you like can't put you. It in sometimes. No, and you can't. It really is buy missing. it, and you can't earn it. No. When you meet someone from lower level of life and institution. I'm a paddy. I'm Irish. Very proud of it. Lived in England 49 years. My parents remind me of that. No blacks, no dogs, no Irish need apply. I love this country and I would die for this country, yeah. but I still remember my ancestors and my mother and father had to put up with that. Mm. When I was at school, my best friend, Franklin Graham, was a black guy. I was a paddy. They didn't want him hanging around with me, so I used to exaggerate about my name. I used to say my name's Aidan Felon. You know why I used to say Felon? Because the Guildford Four, the Birmingham Six, right. to be Irish mm. in Birmingham yeah. during the early 80s, mm. you're a bummer. Yeah. And I had the Irish card and my best friend was black. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine that? That's a recipe. And this was in my generation. My mum's generation oh. was that that sign which I I think needs to be told and yeah. needs to be remembered. Absolutely. But, but I love this country. I want people to know I'm a massive, massive fan of this country and I love it and I will defend it, mm. but I still remember mm -hmm. where I come from. So I always say to people, you can't change the landscape of who you are because of money, wealth and fame. Mm. You will always be yeah. Robbie Walters, yeah. the artist, yeah. with his studio and so on. In mm. 10 years' time, if you've got 10 studios around the world and your son is a famous mute, he'll still be the guy that sat around his dad in a mm. table with a 50-year-old hairdresser talking about <laughs> someone's crazy life. You can't take away that, no, and that's the layers Foundation. that make us who we are. Yeah. That's what makes great storytellers. Mm. The Joe Malone story about she made these little potions of smelling suds and soaps, and now she's sold it for 100. The story of... The best story, in my opinion, is the Rocky story. Sylvester right. Stone ripped the, ripped the scene and yeah. he wanted to be an actor. And they went, no, but we'll buy this, buy it from you for a million, but you can't be in it. Went back a year like, no, we don't want you. You're not an actor. We'll, we'll buy it. He ended up giving it to them and they mm. said, we won't pay you, but you can have a percentage. That's the true story of Rocky. He's now a franchisee like Keanu Reeves with The Matrix. He took a percentage rather Amazing. than a wage. He took a gamble. Yeah. He was broke. Yeah. He had to travel from one part of America for the meeting in New York. He could barely afford the fare. And he took a gamble. I'm not taking a million dollars in 1972. 
in order to be in the movie that he believed he could play the part. I'm about to do the same process with a documentary. Invest whatever money I've got left because I want to make a true, honest documentary of my mental health journey from beginning, my, 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 my journey with the NHS, my views on politics and Boris Johnson, and I want to be able to tell a story at the end that for the first time in my adult life, I've been depression-free, anxiety-free for five months impossible to work it out, impossible to know why, because we mentioned all the factors earlier about is it money, is it fame. I have been clean can, for five months. Can I um, interlude with um, there's something that's really, really important. Like you said when we're like, I have a strange green room. It's my stu- my gallery upstairs where I'm making my Not art. a green room. No, not that kind <laughs> of green room. No, we're not, we're not. Which is precisely what I'm talking about. And I said to you, would you like a drink? And you said, no, given up. Given up, yeah. And you gave up just before lockdown. Yes. Even in the context, like people don't need, like if you're listening to this in the future, we're in the middle of a craziest year. Of, we're like, still. <laughs> we're still in it. In the middle we of. We are in the middle history of. History changing. The, global. We, you, uh, you, when will there be the next time you can walk through Leicester Square like I did in my dressing gown on day <laughs> six of lockdown with not even a homeless person? A poli- I, I've filmed and documented every minute of it. Again, I'll go back. I've documented every scene of everything I've done, every walk, every interview, every box I filled. I've documented it from beginning, middle to end. I walked through Leicester Square with my dressing gown on at nine o'clock on a Saturday night in the history of mankind that will never happen again where I was the only person in Leicester Square with my dressing gown on, <laughs> giving it eighty feeling here, day nine, not a police car, not a siren, not even a light window, not a homeless person, not a dog, not a stray cat. I was in. I've got we have we are living through right now. Right now. Not last year. Not last year. So just before lockdown, I was getting, you know when I talk yeah. about preparation, piss poor preparation equals piss poor performance is yes. my motto. Yeah. I knew. Mm. Depression was going to be. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, here we go. Here we. Yeah. You're in for your biggest journey yet. Because mm. I was going to be in my flat mm. on my own. The reason I live in Leicester Square mm. is for one reason. I find it hard to live with other people because my OCDs. And number two, I like the fact that I can hear noise. Yeah. You are literally in the hustle. And I hustle open my of, window a half yeah. an inch, and the energy, yeah. and the life, and the buzz, and the atmosphere, and the fights, and the happiness, and the joys, and the weddings, and the the stag do's, and the 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 crazy bust ups. It, it's the layers. It's the beauty of London. It's I walk through Soho every day, and it's it's the cool catch you see, and the I, I know every homeless person in my area. I know every news agent and paper shop and clothes shop and and. That's why we live in a community. This is a community. Yes. Soho is a community. It is. And I knew that my depression was going to be at its peak. So I mm. think, right, preparation. What can you do? I can quit drink. Mm-hmm. That certainly doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Smoking. I'd already kind of quit. Let's quit it properly. Let's get, let's get, I'm on a little vape buzz. Yeah. Let's get rid of the cigarettes. That's another good thing because I talk to my depression now. Yeah. I talk to it every day, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, are you, ba- are you back? Come, come on, come back for a day. Yeah, but you can go away tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know how to control it now. Fantastic. I actually talk to it like it's a a second person. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, quit drink, quit that, get the flat looking really polished and clean. Mm. Um, 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 
But I was still giving it, what, what, what am I going to do, though? Mm. Maybe I could do some educational deep. So I bought a load of mannequin heads. I thought, I'll buy a load of mannequin heads mm. and I'll do videos every day and, and sort of uh, vid, uh, Instagram's going, for all you kids out there that I've had to give up on education and schooling and colleges, I'm going to teach you how to do free, I'm going to do free education, which I did mm -hmm. for day, up until day eight. Yeah. So I thought, this is good. Mm -hmm. I'm giving free education. Mm -hmm. I was saying to NHS workers, if you're at home with your daughters because they're not at school, here's how you do a simple plait. Here's how you do a simple trim. And I was like, well, this is good. Mm -hmm. And already I was still, still down, yeah, still yeah. getting the bad vibes. But I was thinking, I'm doing something. Yeah. And then this is where the moment of my 49 years and three weeks and two days of my life changed. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for a taxi outside a supermarket, Tottenham Court Road. And a nurse walked out and I could see her uh, Sir Thomas Hospital uniform. And this is a crazy, crazy, crazy story. It only lasts a minute, don't worry, I won't no. bore you. But <laughs> it's an insane, yeah. insane moment of my life that I will remember to the day I go on the ground. And I said to her, um, and she was like, uh, you're the, are you the hairdresser? I went, I went, yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the hairdresser. I've done some TV stuff. So yeah. people like yeah. taxi they drivers, so it's, it's random. Yeah. Young cats don't know you, but yeah. you, it's like, if you watch Emmerdale, you know who the stars are. If you don't yeah. watch Emmerdale, you never know who the Emmerdale yeah. person is. So yeah. she went, you're the hairdresser. I went, yeah. I said, how are you? She went, blah, blah, blah. And I, had, I said, you managed to get some, cause I was struggling for toilet while everyone was buying everything out. She went, yeah. <laughs> and I, I could see the taxi coming. Mm. It's a lot, you know, Tottenham Court Road's a big, mm. big. And I said to her, um, jump in front of me. She went, oh, thank you. And I said to her, by the way, listen, is it as bad as people think? And our conversation to how we have just, mm -hmm. I could see we're smiling at times yeah, yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. And she went from that to like that conversation to, she went, you have no idea. It's really, really scary. Trust me. And she gave me this dark. Up until that point, I never noticed. When I look at people that suffer with depression, yeah. my main tell is the, the darkness under the eyes. Yeah. Someone with blue eyes, hazel eyes, brown, yeah. the colour goes from eyes. You can just, it's mm -hmm. just this black pupil. Mm -hmm. I seen for the third time in my life, sheer fear. Mm. So I went home, Robbie. And I had these bo empty boxes. They were this big, mm -hmm. like little shoe boxes. Mm -hmm. And I had some stock mm -hmm. in my lounge that I use for bloggers. Mm -hmm. So you give them some product, they blog. Mm -hmm. I won't be using them anymore. I do it myself now. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I've got to do something here. Because mm -hmm. I am a self. We are, in general, we can be selfish people. Yeah. Was, how am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this? I'm living in a lovely flat in Covent Garden. How am I going to survive? Mm -hmm. And that woman was going to work. I'm paranoid to touch anything. I'm walking around because my OCDs touch. Mm -hmm. This woman's going into work mm -hmm. when there's nurses dying. This is when it was just now. We're getting mm -hmm. into the guts. This is mm -hmm. the 18th, 19th of March. I've got to do something. So I went home, packed these boxes. I, I designed this sticker with my friend Jez Wilcox, and I put this little sticker on the box saying, thank you, NHS, mm -hmm. AD Feeling, mm -hmm. with a kiss. And I delivered them to Sir Thomas Hospital because a year before I had a terrible head accident. Oh, I remember that. I cracked my skull. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And they they nursed me back and amazing, amazing people. Well, we, we shouldn't be celebrating the NHS. We should be celebrating them 
yeah. for the last hundred years. Mm. And when this is over, we should still be mm. celebrating them. Anyone that gets up and goes to work for £24,000 a year and listens to nothing but abuse and heartache and has to see what they see, it's a disgrace and it's embarrassing, but it's another topic. Anyway, I sent the boxes in. Then I came home. I thought, I'll do another five grand. My investors will probably see this. They're going to kill me. I don't care. I did another five grand in stock because the buzz I got, I got some pictures through. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You don't know what this means. I'm going to give it to my daughter. My husband's at home looking after the kids. I'm going to give him the 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 the, the wax. I'm going to keep the shampoo. For, and I was like, I've got to do another five grand. Then I've got to do an, another five grand. <laughs> and then I've got to do another five grand. Yeah. And then I've got to do a last another five grand. And now I'm thinking... This not only is my new buzz because mm. it was I had to make the boxes, Robbie. I was buying the boxes now because now I'm, I'm now I'm getting into a uh, now this is me in action. Now yeah. I'm like whoa 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 whoa. Now uh, this is yeah. a challenge. Now yeah. I want to build the boxes myself. Right. I can buy them for forty p each. Yeah. So now I'm making the boxes four hours a night. Yeah. Twist, twist, fold, fold, flip, pop the sides in. And then you press this bit. So it's like a little process, like Ikea. So you might, you're doing that in your sleep now. Oh yeah. It's just this whole, yeah. I do this to relax me. It's bang, 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 bang. Yeah. When I'm getting stressed, I do that. It's like a little percussion. So now I'm making the boxes myself and I'm getting them perfect. And now I'm putting the stickers on with a ruler and I'm making sure every sticker, remember mm -hmm. the story? Yeah. I put the same preparation into box one. As box 17,926 was the final box. 17,926. So, great story. Now I've got the boxes in my lounge and I've got them beautiful. Now I'm 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 sanitizing the products. I'm putting them in the boxes. Now I'm, I've bought these little clear bags to go over them. So when nurses get them, they think, this is not a handout. Mm. This is not charity. Mm -hmm. This is a gift. Yeah. I could have put two products in a bag. Thanks. When you get a box and you open it and mm. it's got thank you, AD feeling for what you're doing, bang. Now it's not a handout. Yeah. Now it's a gift. Yeah. Now it's a thank you. Mm. And then this insane journey started where I thought, I wonder if I use my, my reputation, my industry is big, mm -hmm. but publicly mm -hmm. I'm not big on Instagram. I never mm. had a big following. I'm mm. um, I'm just another one of those young old cats that's on a young platform. Mm -hmm. So I started doing a few Instagrams going, you know, I've been sending these boxes out. Anyone want to help? And the next day, a parcel came with 12 products. Dear AD, my business is dying. I don't think I'm going to survive. Mm. When someone's business is dying and they're losing their livelihood and they put the last remaining retail in a box. Mate, it's a couple of tears, but they're tears of nothing. But I remember that woman and she put 12 products and said, can you give them to the NHS? I was like, oh, wow. Even when I was at my lowest... When I lost my money, I thought I didn't want to give away my last few quid, mate. 12 products that were worth 50, 60 quid 
So I put a message in the box when I sent them to the NHS saying these products came from blah, 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 who's just lost her business. And then the next day, another parcel. The next day, six products, 10 products, 20 products, 50 products. The next day, a pallet. The moral behind the whole story of this journey with the products was when I received £100,000 from a gentleman called Dave Brumpton from Hair Tools, the biggest donator, sent pallets, pallets of products. Amazing human being, amazing man. But the woman that sent the 12 products when her business was dying after 20 years and she said, can you give them to someone? <sighs> mate, that changes you, mate. It changes your whole perception on what real, real generosity comes from. She never said, can you send them out and can you post on Instagram that these products came from me and there's a note saying I've lost my... No, there was no sad story. Mm -hmm. There was no... On the conditions, you do a picture of you hold... She went, 12 products. I've lost my business. It's not going to come back. I was struggling anyway. Can you make sure these products go to the NHS and thank you for what you're doing? I was like... Now I've gone into fuck this mode. Yeah. Now, now I'm getting into the excuse I swear. Now I'm getting into the mode of now corporate. Yeah. If this woman from Manchester can give me her last twelve products, Unilever, Procter and Gamble, Weller, L'Oreal, Schwarzkopf, these multi-billion-pound institutions can give me a pallet. At a wholesale cost 50p a product. I know I'm in the the business of making products. And if a man who's struggling himself with business and has just got himself back on his feet can donate £25,000 of his stock and boxes and 16 hour days for 160 days straight, you can surely help. And there is amazing people in my industry doing amazing things. So I'm not this lone person doing this. There's thousands of AD feelings out there doing this. But I started going in hardcore. I started going in and going, I'm calling people out now. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry at Boris. I'm getting angry that people are losing their businesses. I'm not blaming Boris for COVID. I'm not blaming Boris for Brexit. I'm blaming Boris for the piss poor preparation, the piss poor leadership, the confusion the lack of leadership and the lack of giving people hope is all we need, mate. We need our leader to stand there and go, we are going to get through this, but we are going to go through some tough times. You're going to lose your businesses. You might lose your car. You might have to add three years to your mortgage or your pension. But please, I'm going to make decisions that won't please everyone, but I'm going to do it from my heart. I'm proud to be your leader and please stand by me. I would be the first to Downing Street and give it the yes, sir. But he hasn't done that, mate. It's been nothing but reckless, bad decision-making. And these boxes that I was handing out, it started off with the small, like it always does, the stand-up to cancer, all these events you see on TV, it's the man in the three up and the woman in the two up, two down with the with the single child that puts the pound in and the five. It's not the multi-millionaire sitting at home that's donating 500 grand. The 32 million that's raised from Captain Tom Moore, legend, that shouldn't have to do it at 100, that never came from big sponsors. 
you, mm. pound, two pound, three pound, four pound, industrial estate, council house, two pound, three pound. That's where that comes from. So I started getting angry and I started turning this into, <clears throat> I want to raise 100,000. That was the journey. Yeah. We ended up in 1.3 million, 47 hospitals, 17,926 gift box, 1,321 free haircuts, 1,964 free drinks. Not for me. Yeah. Sir Thomas Hotel Liverpool donated an amazing hotel space, free cocktails, free room for me for the week. Manchester Holiday Inn gave me the most beautiful backdrop you've ever seen in your life. Lit the whole hotel up in red for me because I'm a Liverpool fan. Gave it what treated people like VIPs, the NHS. The two pop-ups in London, Jack's Bar and Envy Barbers, opened up their doors when their businesses are dying donations i raised about thirty-eight thousand in cash forty thousand in cash as well i used that for the transport for the boxes for the deliveries for the branding for this and i got all that money from sponsors so i started getting clever and thinking what if i can get a sponsor mm. for each a sponsor each of these events you wouldn't believe the people that stepped in the the the, the 1.3 million in stock 80 percent of it came from the lady in manchester who sent me the first 12 products I was getting 30, 40, 50 deliveries some days. Some little boxes, some big boxes. I've got it all documented. You've probably seen it on my Instagram. Seen, pallets. Yeah. I turn up my flat and there's you're, two pallets. I'm carrying up four flights of a 50-year-old man. Yeah. And I've seen those stairs. I mean, it's not even a straight. It's like... And then every day you carry them up and every day you carry them down in individual boxes this time, not in big boxes. So I got on this journey of let's do this. I'm no, I'm no uh, uh, humanitarian. Mm. I don't want this to come across the wrong way, which I stress mm. a bit. I'm not mm. a humanitarian. I'm not sent from God. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scarred human being with a million and one flaws running mm. through my veins. Mm. Mm. And when I, if I ever manage to get to the gates of hell, heaven, <laughs> my dad, my mom once said to me. God will judge you on good and bad. Yeah. You're going to get on a pair of skates. This is my yeah. lovely mother. I love her. She mm. makes things sound so honest. She goes, you're going to get on a set of scales and God's going to go, you did a bit more good than bad. Up you go. I hope when I get to those weighing scales, I think I've gone through life doing the right thing more than not. Mm -hmm. But for the flaws, it might be a, <coughs> God no. might give it the old, <laughs> I might let us up and I'll do your barnet, but no, he, he might he might be like, you know what, AD? You, you've, you've got through. Yeah. You need working yeah. on. Yeah. We're letting you through those gates. And I truly believe that when you do something for the right reason, I never, up until day 50, mentioned press, media, going on Piers Morgan, Sky, ITV, Channel, I never did any of that. It came from here. When I see celebrities, I use that loosely, doing a photo op with a nurse and handing them a gift, mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you donate a little portrait, mm. you ain't gonna call your agent and have two news crews and the sun, the star, the mirror outside your shop getting a photo call. You're gonna give it, and if yeah. that person decides to mm. tell the best, fantastic for mm. you. Mm -mm -mm. It's great that you've done something for the yeah. right reason. So when I first started off on this journey, I was cringing at what I was seeing—the amount of celebrities making millions from this. 
I won't mention names, but mm. it's an opportunity. certain people doing exercises in the morning. Mm. Yeah. But um, a long story short, I've seen a lot of amazing human beings like your Marcus Rashford's lately. Yeah. Oh, what a human being is. It pains me to say it because I'm a Liverpool fan, but yeah. wow, what a man. Um, what a boy. Yeah. Three years older than your son sitting over here. Yeah. What a man. I mean, he's cha challenging the establishment. He's challenging and government. And standing up for it. And he's doing not, it in a, and putting down. his own money where his mouth is yeah. as well. And yeah. he's at the, he's at, he's this superstar that should be really just worrying about his football. He's like, no, I'm not having it. Mm. People have to have a lunch, mate. Yeah. I'm bored of it, Robbie, watching TV and yeah. watching a celebrity go, can you please donate for a lung machine? for the fucking thing. You're worth 60 million, mate. Yeah. I've seen a very famous singer sitting on his doorstep of his mansion in Notting Hill going, I haven't been able to release my new album and I'm bored. It's like, are you serious? Mm. There's people mm. that can't eat are losing their jobs and you're worried about a latest album. Mm. People ain't pulling their weight, Robbie, yeah. I'm telling you, mate. Yeah. And I don't want to turn into this bitter, twisted man that goes, "You, what have you done? Mm. It's not about that. Mm. If you're in a position to do something, mm -hmm. to donate a pound, mm. I've lost, I had 296 celebrities in my phone. You know how many I've got left? This is a great one for your camera. You're mm. going to love this. I've got 31. Mm. I deleted 261 or 263 because them were the people that didn't put a hundred pound or 50 mm. pound in the pot. Mm. When I asked them to do a post, mm. you know what I got back from one agent? Mm. It'll kill the flow of our Instagram if we post that. Right. These are people's hair I've been doing for free, Robbie, for years. Right. In order for one day to use call yeah. on a favor. Yeah. People ain't pulling the weight, mate. Mm -hmm. And big corporations that have took huge dividends over the years should be, should be putting that money back in the pot. Mm. People that have got X amount of access millions in property and savings need to wake up. Mm. You can't take it to the ground with you. If you had 100 million, you leaving your kid 100 million, shame on you. Mm -hmm. Let him earn it. Buy him a house, buy him a car, set him up. Let him build his own foundations. Yeah. When I hear people say, oh, it's for my kids, it's like, oh, grow up. Mm. Put something in the pot. If we all put a pound in the mm. pot, mm -mm. there's 86 million people in this country. Mm. That's 86 million. That, that school diet thing is gone. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be the person from the three up, two down. It mm. should be the man mm. who's sitting on half a billion or mm. 300 million mm. who's still asking for furlough mm. for his staff or his gardener. Won't mention any names. <laughs> that Piers mentioned to me on his show. Right. A very famous, famous actor who put his gardener on furlough. That's insane. Your son's nodding his head and he's 17 because he's got a brain and he cares. I can mm. tell already. Mm. It's all about genes and genetics and how you're brought up with the youth of today and haven't it, mate? No. I went on my, I know I'm going to rant here. I yeah. went on my first march mm. I've ever been in in my life mm. on Saturday. I'm not into marches. Yeah. I believe in voicing an opinion yeah. in a controlled calm manner which i just didn't do because yeah. i get so annoyed but you're passionate about i was this. walking to my do my i did my i do these walks in the park now with people with mental health issues but i want to do i, I do them on my own as well for me because mm. we're always giving on social media and instagram it's look at me look at me look what i'm doing look at, sometimes you have to keep something for you so i do these walks and i talk to myself mm -hmm. good day today son mm -hmm. this is going well this is going well how are you feeling feeling good it's a good day. Oh, nice bit of brekkie when I get in. 
I talk to myself. Mm. It's not insanity. No. I'm geeing myself up. Mm. As I was walking, I seen this. <sighs> it was funny. There was about 250 black dudes listening to Bob Marley. Everything's <laughs> gonna be all. And I was listening to this show and I went, and it was just this. It was raining on Saturday. I videoed it. I put it on my Instagram. It's raining. It was cold. It was wet. And they were, they were banging the drums. Mm. And as I walked down by Trafalgar Square to go to the park, they were going down the other door. And I kind of st stopped to take a picture of this dude who had the biggest smile, the biggest grin, the biggest throw you've ever seen in your life. And he had this sign going. It was something on the lines of, Boris ain't got me, I got you, Boris, meaning I got your card marked. And I said, yeah. do you mind? And he went, yeah. And I went like that. And before you know it, they were behind me. And before you know it, I went, I'm I'm on this bus. Right. I tried to keep the social distance buzz because yeah. I have been a yeah. firm believer in yeah. let's be safe here. But yeah. I, I, I went on my first march for an hour and a half and it was eye-opening. The amount of happy, mm -hmm. colourful, mm -hmm. there was... The protests about uh, uh, um, um, what's uh, um, I don't want to get this right. Nigeria, you know the problems oh, in Nigeria. Yes. So there's yeah. a Nigerian march. Yeah. yeah. There was the Boris mm -hmm. out march. Mm -hmm. There was the hospitality march. Mm -hmm. There was the the, the student march. Yeah. There was all these marches, but yeah. the, I didn't see. I always thought marches, violence, yeah. quit bottle, the occasional bottle, the horse. Mm. It was just these people giving it. We've had enough, mate. Mm -hmm. Black Lives and Matter. And 80 bit oh, of course. Yeah. And I live through yeah. that whole process of Black like Lives Matter. Said, like even the Irish, that's kind of, you're in there. Well, I'm it. in there. Yeah, like and if anyone can talk about Black yeah. Lives Matter, not from the colour of my yeah. skin, I'm a paddy. Yeah. Well, when I say paddy, I don't mean that derogatory, but yeah. I always say I'm a paddy. Yeah. I'm Irish. But I lived through it as a teenager. Yeah. I, my best friend, who's still, by the way, my best friend, Franklin Graham, who's about six months older than me, this six foot four, ginormous, huge tank of a man. And we lived together through mm -hmm. the Brixton riots, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the Irish problem. So I went through this march and, oh, it felt powerful, mate. Do you feel like a sense of community and like just people going for like when you... From a media perspective, when listening about marches, you think that they're hostile, sometimes violent, which you said. They are. And, and they are as yeah, well. And that has been in, you know, in America. Or I was lucky, maybe. Yeah. You, but if I was, I don't like to get too political. And I especially don't like talking about topics that I'm not really, I haven't got a right. Mm -hmm. But when I watched the eight minutes, was it eight minutes 49? For? George Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite hardcore when it comes to watching visual things. Yeah. I love documentary. I love mm -hmm. watching war documentaries. Yeah. I love history. Mm -hmm. I am, I'll watch a movie of a, I, I, I watched this documentary a few weeks about Syria when the guys were walking around the swords cutting people's Achilles, the back of their hips, so they just fall and then they can't and they just leave them there to die. Ooh. I watched it like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm quite mm. stern and I'm mm. quite, Mm. adapt to looking at proper real life things. I love documentary making. I love the honesty behind proper movie making. Mm -hmm. When I seen the eight minutes 40 for the first time, honestly, mm. I got as far as three minutes because I suffer with, um, I suffer, I'm keep looking at you so I can't help it. I suffer with a bit of anxiety. Yeah. So the mask scenario for me has been torture mm. because I get anxiety yeah. and I get, Related to breathing. It, it feels like mini heart attacks. Yeah. When I watched the George Floyd mm -hmm. 
execution, mm-hmm. not murder, mm-hmm. not death, mm-hmm. execution. Mm-hmm. I watched about two minutes and I had to go, damn, I'm done with this, mate. Mm. I even watched the full-length version of that psychopath that went into the New Zealand mosque and shot 57 people. Mm. I watched it from beginning, middle, and end. I didn't watch it. Trust me, I'm yeah. not one of these people that yeah, love no, watching no. crime, but yeah. I wanted to yeah. I wanted to watch, I wanted to see from my own eyes what was, what was going through this. I watched about two minutes, and I, I had this... Number one, because it was the, I can visualize. Remember at mm. school and you score a goal and the kids jump on top of you. Yeah. The reason why I was never a striker. Yeah. You don't people. The thought of two or three people when I see a football match and three people jump on top. I think, <laughs> what? Get, I used to do it at school. You know, they jump. You go. Yeah. Uh, what? They used, to, they used to call it something. Um, like a scrum almost. Yeah. They used to go. They used to say a funny word meaning yeah. tumble or jump yeah. on it. Yeah. I always used to say because my anxiety and mm. I get heavy chest. That's mm. why if someone sits at me even for a few seconds, I'm mm. like. <gasps> yeah. So when I watched the George Floyd yeah. execute, I was like, it was a game changer for me, mate watching people stand that scene where the people were standing around at the beginning and you hear them gagging for breath. And yes, this amazing movement's gone on and I hope it continues, but that doesn't help him, mate. Mm-hmm. If his story, they say, oh, from something bad can come something amazing and George Floyd's death can do good. Fantastic. And I hope it does. It didn't help him. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the side of, I don't want to give my life I know it's a, this is my selfish streak. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give my life to make somebody's life's best, somebody else's life better. I want to live my life mm-hmm. and make a change at the same time. Yeah. If that's selfish, okay, but yeah. I think air it more on the side of. But you are. I want to make a change and see it happening. Why yeah. I can get to see it and go. Yeah. I did something. Now I can pass away beautifully. But yeah. I found the whole thing mm-hmm. very daunting, mate. It scarred me. I don't even like any documentaries about now. I turn them off because yeah. I found that whole episode. Mm-hmm. It was scary, mate. The but thought what that guy went through was just like wow. the, the timing of it being in the in middle of COVID. In, the, in the middle of a lockdown. So the the way that we're viewing things isn't normal because we're not living a normal life. That word normal, I don't even know what that is or what it is anymore. I don't think anything's ever been normal. No, exactly. And now it's just extreme. But after um, after that moment, I remember lots of people sending me videos of black people being beaten. And then all like, because the social media covered it, the traditional media wasn't covering Covering it it. for the first couple of days it wasn't really a big story and after like several days of being bombarded of black people being beaten it was scarring me it was like i I was going i was going down and and i felt like i was being traumatized and i wasn't the one that was and you're a man of color yeah i'm not a man of color i'm a, a white dude yeah and I didn't want to see not because they say ignorance you're adding to the problem i'm not ignorant mm. I told a great story on day. I, I, everything's in here, um, uh, Robbie. I know my days, my yeah. dates, my history. Mm. Day 86, mm. I did this amazing Instagram. Mm-hmm. Amazing for your son to hear this. Mm. I'm walking down to the park. Mm-hmm. It's a great, it's a great, it's, it's another one of those key things. The woman that sent me the 12 products that done me earlier, I just couldn't help. I was trying to be really subdued about my, I just couldn't help it. I had to, 
be honest about what that meant, but this other moment will go in these top three. I'm walking down to St. James's Park. You pass by Trafalgar Square. There's a there's a Tesco on the corner. Mm-hmm. It's boiling yeah. hot. There's a queue, two metres at this stage. Mm-hmm. I'm five from the front. Mm-hmm. There's a homeless guy with his shirt off. It's hot, mate. Mm. He's red raw. Mm. He's the classic. Mm. He's probably had 10 cans of breaker. Mm. The maddest thing happened. And if I had a camera, I probably still wouldn't have videoed it because the guy who did it probably would have gone, really? Mm. But if if it had been captured, it would have been broadcast globally. Mm. This tank of a dude, 23, 24, black dude. Mm -hmm. I'm talking black dude. Mm -hmm. Earphones in, stocky, Mm -hmm. hoodie up, Mm -hmm. walk past the queue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I tell the story, I stand up, he, he... there was no delayed reaction. There's about eight of us, me included, that did nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing to help. Mm. He undid his, zip, his, his hoodie. Mm. He took it off, threw it, didn't place it gracefully and all look at me, just mm. took it off, let down a bit, threw it over him, pulled out a, cat, a, a plastic half a litre bottle of Sprite out of his back pocket, left it by him and walked off. Wow. Six hours before this happened was the first march up through Trafalgar Square past my door where it was the first Black Lives Matter march. I was standing outside Tesco's and I seen that. I I told it on the Piers Morgan show and I went, on, and the dude who'd lying on the floor was a white dude. If I was a young black lad watching what had happened in America a week before and all this hate and what's been happening for hundreds of years, like I can vouch because of my religion and and culture. Would I be so hesitant to put a a hoodie that was probably an 80 quid hoodie Mm. over a white dude that's drinking himself to death for whatever reasons? Probably not, mate. I'll be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'd probably think of a a more worthy person to give it to. But then mm. that's my ignorance but, yeah. but, but, but for that man on the street mm. who's probably not there f- for any other reasons than bad luck. Yeah. He walked past, slight, kind of looked at us as if to say, kind of shame on you yeah. for staring. Right. Took his, ibia, his hoodie off, had a white, I say wife beater vest, you can't say that. That's yeah. a white vest on underneath. Yeah. Threw his hoodie on, pulled out his bottle of Sprite out of his back pocket, put it in the ground and walked off. Amazing. Mate, amazing. Beautiful poetry in motion. No applauds. No, yeah, man. You know, when someone gives the homeless guy 20 quid in the street, there's yeah. a Ricky Cervais sketch that he does in extras, and it's like... It's to make sure mate, people mate, see you do you it. you give me a score because I'm homeless, <laughs> or you want someone to take a picture or a video to put on YouTube. I went, I'm going back to charity again. Going to yeah. do something. Do it, mate. Mm. Hoodie off. Butler Sprite walks off. All happened within 12 seconds. It never stopped me. I went home and I was like, oh, wow. And I rang people, like, oh, calm down, Aidy. I was like, no, mate, you don't mm. understand. Mm. Like, no, well, and I'm not trying, and again, no. the reason I have to stress this last few seconds is mm. I don't want people to think, oh, do you think that's the only young black man that's done something like that? I, that's not the message that's here. Not the, yeah. That's not, of yeah, course he's very, not. Yeah. There's millions of every yeah. culture and creed that do good things. Mm-mm-mm. There's amazing peoples from every culture. There's good and bad from every religion and every cult. Black, white, Chinese, Indian, you take it. There's mm. good and bad in every sector. Absolutely. But I've seen something raw mm. 
when there's a march happening, mm. when this news is all over the telly, mm. and this kid's just walked past and kind of looked as if they say, oh, the look was kind of like, shame on you, man. You're staring at the dude. Mm. Bang, 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 bosh, see you later. Mm. Beautiful, mate. These are the things that I've learned through COVID. People are stepping up, mate. Mm. The young 18, when I was 18, I went really into politics. Young mm. kids on these march. I went Saturday, mate. Mm. Those little kids, get Boris out. <laughs> get Bar- No, not, not swearing and cursing mm. and throwing bottles at the Churchill statue. Just people go, mm. get Boris. Little moms with the kids. I was thinking, cool. Mm. And then these brothers kept putting this loop. Every little thing's going to be all right. And I was like, just cool cats, mm. smiling, mm. you know, Protest. People care now. Yeah, Our do. day. Yeah. If you mentioned, I can't wait to get home and watch news at ten. You'd be, you'd be locked up, mate. Mm-mm-mm. Kids these days care about they society. Yeah. They care about their culture. They care about the gov- what the government are doing. And I think if anything comes out of COVID, I think we'll go back to our selfish ways as we always do. But I do believe there'll be a generation of young people who are the ones that are going to struggle through this. Because yeah. there's a global, global double dip recession coming in January. Mm. Fact. Mm-mm-mm. Fact. Mm. These young cats, I think it's going to stand them in good stead, mate. Mm. I think they're going to go, no, I'm not having it anymore. Mm. If I walk down the street with a hoodie on and someone looks at me weird, it's like, no, mate, I'm on the way to college, actually. Mm. And I'm in my third year Mm. and I actually live in Notting Hill. Mm. So why are you looking at me like, I think Mm. we're going to get a lot of bright, smart, intelligent youth, given it, I'm not taking it anymore. And I'm going to work for my pound out and I'm going to get myself out of this rook and I'm not going to go down the road. And and I think more kids are going to be involved with politics, know about what's actually happening in the world. So I think it's going to be a good time next year for people. And that's me just being optimistic. You know, I think there is a, um, there's a link between what you just said there all the way back to the very beginning with like first albums, first creations, first arts, with that not much resource, difficult times, the world's a little bit against you, but you're coming back to that determination, that you, you grit, get that more passion, hot, you get more out of community it. is like, you know, they, a, you're coming full you're circle. Full circle. It's like I always say to people, the big buzz for me, for you, I, yeah. I know, I, it's me putting words in your mouth. When you start a painting, same mm. with me with a project, mm. the excitement mm. and the buzz mm. is it's seen it coming together. Mm. I walked in your shop <laughs> two hours ago yeah. and, I, and I went, great. You see, me? I was yeah. great day. I've just got mm. a new sponsor. I've, got, I've raised the first bit of money for the filming. And I was on this positive, I was, mm. I was hyped. Like a painting, the buzz is the journey. Mm. When it's complete, mm, mm, mm. when so. it's complete, it's kind of like, it's like winning a, a an Oscar. Mm. Thanks, me agent. Thanks, me mom. Thanks, me dad. Thanks to me people. Just, but it's 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 the journey, mm, mate. Absolutely. It's the the yeah. low budget movies, the yep. bad commercials, mm. the the things they pull up when you're first in Coronation Street, and now you. It's those. It's the journey. It's the journey of mm. a piece of art. It's the yeah. it's you upstairs in that studio putting that painstaking piece together, and then when it's done, it's kind of like. I've lived the journey now. Mm-hmm. When you win your first Premier League, mm. we waited 30 years at, at Liverpool. <laughs> Ferguson, the reason why he's a king, mm. it was like mm. 
Forgot, forget, done, mm. one, move on, yeah. next championship. We win yeah. it again next year. Yeah. Very hard to do that. Yeah. That's never been done since. Yeah. Alex Ferguson won 14 titles in 21 years. It's in, impossible now because it's very hard to motivate your son mm. if he's working in your studio for five quid a day or 10 yeah. quid a night or you give him a bit of pocket money. Yeah. And then suddenly um, your son uh, buys a lottery ticket and wins uh, 62 million. Mm. Is coming to daddy's studio for 10 quid a day going to have the same sparkle or the yeah. same buzz? Yeah. Or if you give him 50 quid or mm. you give him a little... T I remember getting little treats from my daddy. go, you know, whatever's in my pocket and chains, take it. And mm. me and my brother Martin would run <laughs> to his pockets and sometimes there'd be two pounds, sometimes it'd be 20 quid. But mm. it's when you get... Those like moments. I mentioned, I got yeah. a £25,000 advance. Mm. 25 grand to me six years ago. Mm. I'll say to your son, I'd spend it on a watch, mate, in... <laughs> Like that, I'd spend mm. it on a hundred grand on a holiday. Mm. I'd stay at the Chateau Melmont for six weeks. Mm. Twenty-five, but now twenty-five thousand yeah. pounds of somebody's. A, you're placing a value on it. Oh, but, but mate! But, but you're. But I'm you're, respecting the pound out yeah. again, mate. But but your value system has changed because it's not that twenty. The way that I'm hearing it is not that twenty five thousand. Is for you said you would spend it on the watch. Yeah. That twenty five thousand now is making a difference. And it's gonna do whether it's a documentary or if it's giving back to NHS or it's and it back is to a it's going into a project. That's a totally different system. And my life going forward now, I've never been that turned on by money, but I disrespected money right. for many years. Right. Now, now yeah. I realise yeah. when I hear the story of Mark Zuckerberg, who's worth 4.2 billion, mm. he still drives around in a Prius. Right. He has the same T-shirts. Yeah. He buys 10 of them. And then I used to think, oh, it's, it's, that's just... No, mm. I'm happy with my Prius. If I want a Ferrari, I'll buy a fleet of them. Mm. Life is about yeah. choices. Yeah. When I get on an aeroplane, mm. do I want to take a left mm -hmm. or a right? Mm -hmm. Tell you what, I'm going to treat myself today. I'm going mm. to take a left mm -hmm. yeah. and put my feet up. But if I'm flying to New York and it's I'm going to be there for a few weeks and it's not a, 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 a quick turnaround, I'll jump in economy. It's cool. Mm. It's 600 quid ticket. Mm. You always end up talking to someone super cool. Mm. First class you don't because mm. you're in first class and there's distance. Mm. So I say to people, now I've, I've learnt to respect the pound out. Mm. I've learnt how to appreciate how to, far to stretch a pound out. And I've realised that my journey for the last, let's face it, we live for three score years and 10, mm -hmm. meaning 70, mm -hmm. average. You might mm -hmm. get to 90 or 100. You might live to 100. The average is 70, 75, let's mm -hmm. face it. Mm -hmm. I'm 50. I've got 20 years left. If I'm very lucky, who knows? I might get 30. I might get one. Mm -hmm. We don't know. It's a wonderful thing in life. But from when I started this project, I will still make flaws and have accidents and do wrong things, but I am going to continue doing something good or decent and uh, as an ongoing um, project. I call it a project because I need to, I can't just be a good person. I need to put it into some sort of thing. I, I'm going to use it as a project. I'm going to go, right, I'm going to do my walks in the park, which I've decided till March, mm -hmm. two sessions a day, five days a week. Well, after that, what will I do? And I'll come up with something else where yeah. it'll be fun for me because these mm. walks are fun for me. Mm. The NHS thing was fun for me. Mm. Selfishly, mm. It, it helped me yeah. help other people. Yeah. So I say to people now going forward, if you're going to do something, don't be as excessive as me because I'm OCD, complete freak. Mm. 
It's like when I had my first tattoo. I had my whole body done in 14 months, head to toe. Every <laughs> single square inch of my body's tattooed, by the way. Most people have a sleeve. We, we were watching your videos, so yeah. And then seen, you, most yeah. people have a little one there, and then they go, oh. I drew it out, mapped it out, the whole body, 14 months. <laughs> Bang, bosh, have that. So... Same with everything in my flat, tins, things are like that. When I came in here and seen this, I went, oh, yeah. what an amazing setup. Because normally when I'm yeah. doing interviews, I'm kind of <laughs> doing a bit of this. And I'm like, when people turn on my tap and they put drips, I'm like, oh, let me do the water. When they leave, I pump the cushions up and make them all square. I'm, yeah. I'm an OCD yeah. freak. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But I truly believe that at the end of COVID, I'm going to be better in mind. I'm better in mind. I've never been, Incredible. Robbie, as happy in my whole adult life. I've not got the money I used to have. I've not got age on my side anymore. I've not got my youthful look anymore. I've not got that ambition and drive for my craft as much anymore. But I'm waking up every day and it's as if, AD, what, Rob? You've just won the lottery again, mate. How much? <laughs> Four, 4.2. Oh, nice. AD Thursday. Uh, what what's what's up, mate? Uh, you just won the lottery again. That's how I'm feeling every day for the last four months. That's incredible. And when you've spent thirty three years going to sleep and waking up feeling like death and wanting death and wanting to get out of this vacuum of pain and headache, I used to do this for twenty five years. People will tell you, in case you think I'm exaggerating, I used to do this. This, by the way, is where you... I always thought it was my, my, oh, my what, glass... You, you, you would touch... It's a pressure point. Yeah. I used to get terrible, terrible, terrible headaches. And mm. apparently this is a main pressure point for headache. Yeah. You know, yeah. you see the ads. Yeah. But it, what I thought it was my glasses weren't strong enough. It weren't. It was just the stress. I would yeah. do this and I'd be talking to people. they go, mate, can you take your finger away? Because I'm trying to talk to you and you're doing that. Yeah. I've done that, Robbie. Mm. You ask anyone who knows me. If you think for one second what I'm saying is not one million percent to the point, mm. I spent my life doing that. Right. And in between cuts or interviews or TV stuff, you, you can't, but mm. deep down I'm just like the pain. Mm. So then I started wearing very, very, very tight baseball caps mm. and I'd push it right down so it... it Touched Because the point. stress and pressure and anxiety have been under. The last five months I'm like... It's good to be alive, mate. Oh, it's good to walk down the street. Story. It's good to... Yeah. I'll have bad times. Yeah. I'll have good times. Mm. I'll. Who knows? It might come back, but at least I've had a break from it. Oh. And I think when it does come back, I'll be able to go, oh, you're back again. I know how to deal with you now. Come on board. Come in. Come into my gaff. But at least... Up here, for the first time, I know that it's not... There is ways of getting rid of it. Yeah. So any sufferers out there, my only advice with anxiety, depression, mental health, alcoholism, whatever the condition you have, there is always, always a miracle that can happen. We listen to miracles every day of the week on the news how a, I watched a program the other day about a man who's been crippled all his life and this motivates, someone sent me this motivational video, this coach, seen his story, oh, it was five minutes long and at the end he's doing somersaults and trampolines and I'm thinking, there are miracles yeah. do happen, mate. Mm. I don't believe in miracles that I don't see because mm. I'm not a very 
I need to see something. Mm -hmm. But we've seen millions of miracles. Yeah. There's been a thousand documentaries where you go, wow, really? Mm -hmm. All I'd say to people suf suffering is, I won't insult you by saying don't take the easy way out, meaning suicide. That's not an easy way out. That's right. a very difficult decision. All I'd say is please, 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 please trust me. I have been living in your footsteps for 33 years and I've found some happiness and some light. And if it can happen to a selfish, self-indulged person like me, that really for many years was only worried about his own importance and success and how much money and how much success I could get. If whoever's up there or whatever's out there has given me a break, they'll give you a break. Please hang in there. Do something good for somebody else. And normally we do something good for somebody else. It might actually help you. It's not a cure for everyone. I say to people, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, but come for my walks in the park, which I've been doing, and I'm getting some crazy cats. Cool. Crazy is in cool, sorry. Yeah. There's always a way out, uh, Robbie. Yeah. And the fact that our egg gets yeah. through yeah. and we are even born yeah. is the biggest yeah. miracle in history. Um, it's, it's, it's the impossible. Yeah, absolutely. It's one billion, billion, billion to one. <laughs> We're here for three score years and 10 if we're lucky. If some of us unfortunately pass at five and nine and 10 or a car, live life, get as much out of it as you can, put as much back into it as you can and do the right thing. Do the right thing. It feels good to do the right thing, mate. Fact. I think we should finish with that. Lovely. That's like, that's a, like. Brilliant. I really enjoyed AD, it. Thank you. Thank you. So much. He's going to be, you're going to be, you're, no, no, you're no, not no. going to be an, I could visualize no, I'm not you. I'm joking. Mate, like, you, you. That was like, I'm like hanging on your every word and just I like, need to learn from you because you know what you are? You ask very, very, very good questions. And what I need to work on, and trust me, it's a big flaw. I need to learn how to listen more. This isn't like, even though this is a podcast, this isn't about me. No, no, no. But still, when I'm you're here, doing a great... I want, I want to hear your story. But like, the interaction between a pod... When you were doing this, I like yeah. listening to you. My, it's not I, different I'm, when you're doing a radio... I won't yeah. mention any names, but it's like, get, let me get my story. I want to get out of it. But do, we, you, do you know, like, as we're, like, for the record, like, we were walking down the stairs and you're like, so how long is this going to be? And I was like... I don't know, it might be. And he's like, well, I've got an hour. I was like, an hour? We should have started. We've been talking. How we should have started have ages. And I said, an hour and a half is going to go in a heartbeat. Like, and what you, have we it, done? I don't know. One forty, And I was just like... I had another meeting later, but once I get into some, I said to you, mate, I've got an hour. Yeah. Not disrespectfully, it's yeah. you that's given me the honour of doing no, this. No, no, no. But, but I thought, I've got an hour, mate. And I, then I went... Do people really want to listen to me for an hour, whole your, hour? I thought stories. you were going to go, let's do a quick 15-minute burst of no. art... NHS no, and no, no, I want your story. But this is but this is what I mean I about podcasts. And this is this is the art of conversation. This is the art of being able to have a conversation with someone where you genuinely I I'm I'm not yeah mate most of the time I'm not like I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing not, this. Yeah. I'm like, oh I need to get out, mate. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what do you want to hear about? I don't want to talk about tea, I don't want to talk about uh, money, I don't want to talk, these things bore me. Mm. But we've talked about some nice topics there. And I think it's, it's felt good for, I'm leaving here yeah. 
happier than I walked in. Oh my and I goodness. walked in. You were buzzing when you walked in. I was buzzing, but you I'm buzzing tw- walking because I think I've done an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my flat. I'm buzzing that I managed to speak and talk honestly because it's very mm. hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And apart from the little blip with the 12 product lady, but that story yeah. kills me every time. I, I've, I've done that that's, story that's, and every single time yeah. my guy goes, try and just keep it together. And I can't, mate. <laughs> I can't keep it together. No. And that's and what makes her an, an amazing yeah. woman. Yeah. And as why she is Let's going think to think of a gift for her as well. well. I'd like to maybe give her something um, from you. But well, me. trust me, she's, yeah. she's looked after and yeah. oh, I'm in good. contact good. and she's going to be a focal point of oh. everything that's coming out of this new thing. But mate, it's been an amazing chat yeah. and I'm excited to, interview you oh, for my one I'm looking and for to this that. new documentary yeah, mate i'm really excited about that and i'm putting as much yeah. heart and soul into this documentary as anything i've ever done in my life fantastic this is going to be a winner oh, and it's going to be great i can do tell well, mate i'm in i'm buzzing thank you so much thank you very much yeah see you very soon cool lots of love shimon <laughs> shimon what you talking about that bold what you chat about? Thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Viral Tribe. For more information about our work, please visit tribe.fm with two eyes. Sign up and join the podcast revolution!